sorry, it's black people weekend here. No, stop calling it that. That's but, not but, what it was called. But it, it, it's not what it was called. But that's what I'm gonna call it on this podcast. It was it was the, black people weekend. It was yeah. it was black it was black people weekend. It was a weekend. It was a weekend, and it was made for black people to come show black cuisine and black clothes and black books and black candles. Black, 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 black. There's just there's just a lot of absolute. words pod my name is keon aka almighty the dj and my name is earl lonnie hooks a very very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on soundcloud spotify apple as well as youtube and please do not forget to follow us at alw pod on instagram the god in me honors the god in each and every one of you first thing I have to say, uh, sorry, my condolences to the Spotify listeners, Spotify and YouTube listeners. I've just been getting content out late. So oh. the, the, the way that my life is set up now, Sundays are very long work days for me, which right. they already have been. And now I'm, I'm getting, I like to go out and I have a little bit of dinner or something like that afterwards. And then I get home super late, but I have to work early Monday as well. Yeah. So I don't really have the time. Mikey gets me the file whenever he gets us the file on Sunday. Uh-huh. It comes out on Apple and SoundCloud, 8 o'clock every Sunday. Now it seems as though so that I'm not killing myself staying up super late at night trying to render video and audio files together, blah, blah, blah. blah. I need like another day. Right. So... I, this should, this is probably like a we call it a PSA uh-huh. where uh, Spotify and YouTube because of the video rendering that I'm doing now for Spotify as well is probably going to be coming out the day after around the same time okay. about about 8 p.m. on Mondays yeah uh, yeah and so that's that life Thank comes you guys. at you fast man it does you know there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> it's great though to have things to do right. It feels good to have things to do. I don't get. I enjoy. I enjoy a tight schedule sometimes. You know, like yeah. there's something I I enjoy about just having my day set up and just kind of knowing the things that I have going on and just kind of hopping from one thing to the next, just checking that shit off your list. Yeah, I said it a thousand times. And I'll say it a thousand more. I my heart truly, truly goes out for people that find themselves. Dealing with chronic boredom. <laughs> like, that really fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, every day of your life, like, yeah. at some point, you're going to be bored that day. Yeah. That really sucks. There's a ton of shit going on out here, and it's yeah. really, really fun, and it can be really meaningful if you put some shit together. For certain. Um. Now, we were just having a conversation. I cut it short for a reason. Okay, we were talking about... We were talking about people showing up places. Okay, so you want to go to France. You want to go to Paris in particular. You. Uh, or not. I... I mean, I didn't. No, I, I said that I we, we're trying to go international. I didn't specify. Mm, okay, France. and I brought up France because yeah. of my little sister going over to France yeah. and people laughing at her. Yeah. Well, okay. So the point was this: when you go certain places, well, when you go places, the, I, I, this this is a great conversation. Have this is this is great. I, I'm excited for this, and this just popped up. I think it's easiest to start on an individual level. If I invite you to a party or you, or we are invited to a party, that's a better way of putting it. You and I are invited to a party. Yes, they invited us, meaning they would like us to come or mm-hmm. they're at least opening the floor for us to come. It doesn't mean like they're just like 
waiting with bated breaths right. for us to come. But if you guys want to come, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Now, we hopefully, depending upon who's throwing this party and where we are in the world, we're allowed to do certain things that are special and unique to us. Okay. Meaning if I want to wear the clothes I like to wear, I can wear that within reason. Right. Right. Because sometimes I like to wear robes and shit. Maybe I can't go to this party with a robe on. Right. Right. Okay. So this is compromise in life. Things you can do and you can be you a little bit in some things that you need to compromise and please the whole. Right. Don't show up to the party butt naked. Right. right? Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. So we're on the same page here. When you travel, you have to think about the same things. Yeah. There's freedom in this place that I'm going, but that doesn't mean that I can just show my fucking ass and do whatever I want because I'm allowed to be there. Okay. So my little sister was talking to me about her friends and she was like, you know, it's really funny because Parisians speak lowly inside. It's like we're at restaurants. People speak just within the confines of the table. Uh-huh. Like they don't like other people listening in on conversations and stuff. Like you just speak loud enough for the person across from you to hear. Okay. Okay. That's not how Americans do things. Niggas no. is loud. We yeah. scream, especially when you get inside different cultures within America. Right. right? It gets, gets right. crazy. It gets loud. I've never been to a quiet rest. Well, I'm sorry. Mm. I have been to some quiet restaurants, but not in the way that you're speaking about. Oh. Like, you go to some fancier restaurants, you know, uh, places that are dimly lit. You know, mm-hmm. you might find that. White tablecloth, yeah. candles. Yeah, yeah. You might find that those places are a little quieter. But I feel like you're talking about something else. Well, I just think that that is spread amongst most yeah. places that you go. Even if it's not fine dining? Yeah. Okay. Because they weren't just going to fine dining. Right. Like her and these college kids weren't just going to fine dining places. Right. But people were just, again... Within their table, Mm -hmm. speaking within the confines of their own table. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so we're pretty much just out everywhere screaming. She was like, but we're not even really screaming. Like, we're just speaking at our normal level. And, you know, people are clearly like looking over at us and pointing and things like that. And I'm thinking, okay, there are people that are going to say, fuck them in this. We America, we over there. It's a free country. I can come over here and speak at this level. I'm not hurting anyone. That's someone's perspective. That's not the American I'd like to be if I traveled, but that is a perspective. How do you feel about that? What would you do, Keon Harris? Um, well, I'm I'm not like a loud, obnoxious kind of person. To even to begin with, yeah. So even here at a restaurant in America. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if I go over there, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. No matter what, like I'm not gonna go over there and you know to try to like impress nobody. Okay. Um. But if we're just talking about the whole speaking thing, I mean, they would be okay with me because I'm not. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I'm gonna be chilling. All right. So, so I don't. I, okay. To impress someone, I don't think it's to put on airs, right? Like to conform to what others do in any well, given situation. You know what? Let me. I'm. A, I'm a backtrack and just answer the question for real. Not that that wasn't for real, but I I know what you're saying. Um, I would go somewhere and I would respect my surroundings the best way that I possibly could. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I would go over there 
if if it seems to be a very quiet kind of place inside a restaurant or outside of a restaurant, I'm not going to be the person yelling at the top of my lungs like, oh my God, get over here, get over here. What, what, what? Shots, mimosas. Yeah, like I'm not going to be that kind of person. Yeah. Um, And I think you were saying something earlier about, you know, they were getting laughed at for the way that they were dressed and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> that like, they, they, niggas don't have to laugh at me because I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to go over there and act like it's Paris Fashion Week and just try to get draped in what's hot over there yeah. at the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I could fit in. Like, they they going to have to laugh at me on that one. <laughs> but... That but, that I completely understand. Yes, but, I don't think you need to go out of way to purchase a bunch of items so that you can <laughs> fit in for a week of your life and right. then be out. But I get what yeah. you're saying. I would try my best to, you know, to, to respect the re- customs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Um. So I don't think that they did. <laughs> I think that they just continued on being young girls and doing whatever the fuck it is that they wanted to do because they're from America and they want to do what they want to do. But. You know, and I'm not speaking about your sister specifically, but I just feel like they're young. Yeah, they're young. <laughs> Those people that are that age, they can be obnoxious and annoying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So when I was going through, there even ki- even people that age in Paris are probably like that to a certain extent. Like right, and if they would come over to America. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just much looser. I don't know exactly what's stricter here yeah. than other. I would love to know that. I would love to know, because we think of America as just a very free state, just like a lot of wild shit going on. Yeah. I wonder what is stricter here. Like when people come over here and they're like, oh shit, can't do that. We're in America. Like I want to know what those, or is that even, what is, what is I'm that? I'm sure some of those things exist. Yeah, I'm certain of it too. Um, I'd love to know what it is. Like if you're coming over from France, if that if that's a thing, like what what, what would it be? It's not public displays of affection. It's not that, because we don't do that here like they do it over there. Right, like so, I, like I wonder what it is that's just. Like, what made you pick that specifically? Public displays of affection. Like, I'm just thinking like, about. I'm, I'm thinking that, about social that somewhere or. Oh, that, like, that's you're a thing. Say, no, that you're saying that public displays of, of affection here are shunned or like they're not nearly as celebrated or as normal as conventional as they are in a place like France. Yeah, like people people making out. That's not something that you see. Here? When you, when you go out, when you're walking down the street, is maybe you'll catch okay. a drunk couple if you're in the nightlife okay, and okay. they're all sucking face. Okay, but you're not just walking down the street and you see two people in love just making out. Like that's, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. but I guess I would need to go somewhere else for like maybe I need to go to Paris and just kind of check out the scene mm-hmm. and see exactly you know get get the other side of the comparison. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just like nude beaches, like we talked about on the last one. Like, here's not so much of a thing, but if you go places and there's just people more comfortable with bodies, Uh it's like, it's not a weird thing to see two people kissing. It's like, oh, it's just two people kissing. Right. But here it's like, damn, they really getting it in over there. Like, God, they (laughs) acting like ain't nobody around here. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Stuff like that, that wouldn't weird me out. Yeah. I do agree that I, I guess you just don't see, like, if it's as flamboyant as you make it sound mm-hmm. over there, mm-hmm. I guess you don't really see it like that. I'm not over saying here. it's just fucking. I'm just saying. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. But I'm just, if it's as, if it's, if it's on another level over there, then I get what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. it's, I, I, you don't see people just slobbing down mm-hmm. on the streets over here. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't necessarily bother me. I'm not one of them niggas that's like, get a room. Yeah. Like, I'm not, no, like, I'm not no, like that. No, like, you're a hater at that point. <laughs> uh, so the, the reason I brought this up is because I do think it is interesting to, 
to think about, to contemplate what bits of you you're going to keep intact when you go places. When you're in your house, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? But it's sort of like getting into a relationship. Like once you get into a relationship, you have someone that that is there now Mm -hmm. that is looking at you and they're asking you like, hey, why do you do that thing? Mm -hmm. Hey, what what is that thing? What's that about? Mm -hmm. I don't like that you do that. Could you not do that? Can we figure it? Like now you have someone that is talking to you about the way that you live life. Mm -hmm. Before, when you were alone, that's not a thing. Like that doesn't exist because it's just you. Right. So when you go places, you have to be aware of how other people look at stuff Mm -hmm. and how they see things. Which is why I think it's it's very it's imperative to do your research before you go places. Just customs, like you were saying. I think that language is something. I don't think you need to go be fluent, but I think that you ought to pick up a little something. If you're gonna go pop yeah. over to France or Italy or yeah. wherever, just pick up just some 101 yeah. things, just like a few phrases. That's, that's words. a smart idea because a lot of times when you're going to places like this, you got to remember that a lot of stuff. And I'm not saying that you're just gonna be able to read it well, but a lot of stuff isn't in English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, you, you, you gotta right. be prepared for that. Yes, because don't, don't get lost. Don't get lost. <laughs> I was watching a video the other day. It was this uh, this game. <laughs> what? Just thinking about getting lost, just like at a place where every single sign is in a language you don't understand. <laughs> I and, was, and you're trying to like tap people on the shoulder and ask them something, and they only and, know that language right, as well. Right. Yeah. I was watching a video the other day online of uh, this gay couple. Uh, trying to drive uh, drive to like Cabo or Cancun or something. And these niggas ended up in cartel territory, getting pulled over by six niggas with machine guns. <laughs> like, and you know, so, so you, you gotta, you gotta know some things when you're traveling. <laughs> That's the worst way a vacation could go. Yeah, don't end up in cartel. You're country. just thinking about pina coladas and beaches and palm trees yep. and in in ass yep. and all this great stuff, alcohol and food, and now you're looking down the you, barrel yeah, of a you're rifle, staring down the barrel of an AK something. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, but I don't know. In the video, they seem like. You know, the, the cartel guys seemed like, you know, they were cool about it. They were just like, you know, get, yeah, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Like, on, on that type of shit. But they let them go. That's just so crazy that there's just <laughs> places that you go where, like, the cartel actually runs it. Yeah, they like, pulled them over like the police. And just, like, four guys hopped out the back of a, a pickup truck and just came up to the window, just started banging on the window, tossing guns around and... You know, it was when I tell you guys, the listeners, and by the way, thank all of you for listening every week, especially the the new ones, the old ones, all of you guys. Um, Shout out to Richardson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Who are you? Shout out Singapore. Singapore. Uh, shout out Saudi Arabia. Shout Germany. out Germany. Yes, yeah, sir. Shout, yeah. Shout out all these places. Yes, sir. Um, So. Uh, Ireland, shout out y'all. Shout, yeah, and, but anywho, it's like when you're writing down or you're thinking about your blessings, please think about the fact that you're not being, and maybe you are, but shout out to the people that can recognize when they're not being ran by cartels. <laughs> That's a blessing. Yes. Because there are millions of people just somewhere yeah. in various forms under just 
fucking dictatorship uh-huh. over here or it's the cartels over here yeah. or it's just nothing in famine and disease over here. Yeah. So it could be absolutely worse. Man. Oh, my God. It could be absolutely worse. So going around and traveling. Uh, how should I let's let's segue this. I'm, I'm going I'm to do a segue. Here we go. I'm going to go deeper into this subject. All right. Mike sent us, and I didn't read it, by the way. So just know that do not come here for real information, anyone. All right. This this story that we have heard stories about right. before, which is a white dude gets gets appraised for a house or gets a house appraised, and it's a certain amount of money. And then black people go and they try to get it appraised. Like they try to figure out how much a house would be worth that they would be selling. Correct. Well, you look confused. Go ahead. No, because you said a white guy got a house appraised. Well, I'm saying you could have a white man appraise a house. Like, Uh how much is this worth? And they're going to get a listing number for it. Okay. And then you're going to have a black dude do it, and he's going to get a number. And those numbers, sometimes from the stories that we've read, are not going to match. Right. Right? It's going to be when a black guy is trying to sell his house, he's going to get a much lower number than someone else. And vice versa, if you're going to a place to purchase, I think that we've also seen stories where a black man had to pay a certain amount yeah. of money, you know, a quarter of a million more uh-huh. than what a white guy would uh-huh. have to. It's something along the lines yeah. of that. Like there's weird shit going on yeah. in real estate because you're trying to keep certain people out of certain places yep. and bring certain people in. Yep. We understand that this yes. is a thing. It happens. I do not think that it is just the constant no, everywhere, no, no, but no. I do think that these stories happen. Yeah, for right? sure. Now, let's talk about trying to keep niggas out of things. Okay. Right? We're talking about France. We're talking about traveling. We're talking about not doing the right things when you go there. We're talking about walking into a party naked or doing some shit, smoking a cigarette in someone's house. They didn't say you could smoke a cigarette. Why are you smoking a cigarette in there? Like you're doing things that you ought not be doing and you're not being considerate of the customs. Right. House rules. Right. Right. House rules. Yes. When you go into a place and you're playing fucking beer pong, can I use the ceiling? Can I bounce? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have to ask the person that owns the house, right? House rules. Yeah. So, why do you feel like they're trying to get niggas out? Like, let's let's have a real let's have a real conversation about this. Like, what? I mean, what isn't like, it obvious? I'd love for you to tell me. Is it simply because I don't like the color of your skin, and therefore I just uh, I just assume that you're a murderous, raping piece of shit? Like what? Like, um, I mean, I don't know if it's that general. I don't know if it's that specific. Well, that, that's what I'm saying when you um, say, well, because I understand that there are layers of, of racism and prejudice and there's something economical in here as well. Like, because maybe you're just thinking about your money, your dollar. And it's not that I hate you. Mm. It's that I think that what you're going to bring here is going to lower the value. And yeah. I and that could be a mixture of things. Some of it could be some racism sprinkled in yeah. there. Some of it could be something that I've seen before. And I think that you may commit those acts and it may bring the value down. Yeah. And that is a real issue that I ought to have. And I think that a lot of people, you start out poor and then you get money you start changing the ways that you think about things and you start looking at things a little differently as well. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm just throwing a bunch of ideas okay. out for now. I mean, so in this particular instance, I definitely think it has a lot to do with, you know, 
the 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 perception of black people. Yes. Um, because you know, a lot of let's just say I'm not going to point out white people specifically, but we'll just say non-black people. <laughs> um, um, you know, they they see they they see what they see in the media. They you know they 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 see all that shit, and you know you. It's like a, a lot of people were against the Metro running out to Tyson's corner because of, you know, a lot of, a lot of under, a lot of underprivileged, um, you know, people of color, people that don't have cars, people that can't afford cars, poor people would be able to make it out to Tyson's corner. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they ain't want that shit out there. They don't want all that extra shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I'm kind of linking it to yeah. that, to, to that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of people have this perception of black people. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't want them in the neighborhood. They don't know what that brings. Like you said, they don't, they don't know what, what type of drama that's going to bring. If drama, you know, is going is to come. To be brought. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that every black person just brings drama with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and I'm sure some of those people are just generally racist. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, um, I had attended in a capacity, probably one of the largest and most expensive black, new black encouragement meetings, right? Togethers, conferences, conglomerations of uh, black and Caribbean cuisine, mm-hmm. right? That came together. And it was probably about a thousand people, attendees, mm-hmm. black and brown skin that came to this event and paid a lot of money to be a part of this event. There were vendors there, things that you may have heard, like the McBride sisters. I believe that we drank some of their champagne before they make sparkling wine. Um, and, you know, amongst a bunch of other different things. So very, very cool event. Very, very awesome. A lot of money, I'm certain, was flowing around that place. A lot of connections had a lot of, again, encouragement of diversity mm-hmm. at a very high level. Because we're talking about, again, a very, very beautiful place mm-hmm. that has just money that we don't even understand mm-hmm. backing it and flowing through it and coming out of it. And the playlist came in and I told you a little bit about this. Yeah. And the, the, the playlist came in and again, we're talking about an extremely, extremely high scale place, right? Usually plays, you know, maybe orchestral, orchestral music, maybe, also like some pop, but it's mild pop. You're yeah. not you're not getting a bunch of sex and drugs and I would have loved to walk and, in there and hear that. I really would have. Right. So like you're you're noticing the place. You're thinking about the place yeah. and just how beautiful and elegant it looks. And this isn't to say that again, we don't need to shake up our minds of like what is acceptable and why is this acceptable? Why can't something else come in and be introduced? Is it because the people that make this sort of art look different? They have black, black, brown skin, whatever. Like we can have those conversations. But then there are certain times like when you go over to France and you're just in the restaurant and you're screaming and people are looking at you. Or there are times when you walk in someone's house and you're trying to bounce the ball when you're playing 
beer pong and that's not the house rule or you're smoking in someone's car in their house and they did not tell you that you could smoke in their house right there are times when you are crossing these boundaries <laughs> you're going places and you're not necessarily doing the things you ought to be doing uh-huh. and just because you have been invited doesn't mean that now you have complete autonomy and it's just we in here now yeah. we in we in this bitch yeah right so no, do do I think that there are races out there that are definitely trying to stop black people from going into certain places simply because they're black and they don't like black skin and black noses and faces? Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. And then there are other times when I feel like people are coming in and because people are being introduced or they're being presented or they are sauntering their way into a new domain that maybe they fought really hard to get into or whatever the case is, but they find themselves there. And then now they decide now that I'm here, now that my friends and I are here, it's ours. We're going to do things the way we do them. So guess what? 80% of the songs that we play in this place is going to have the words niggas, bitch, dick, fuck, like that's what we going that's what we on in here now. Uh-huh. That's what we playing throughout this whole place. And if anyone has an issue with that, so what? We in here now. And so so my thing is we have to be held accountable for the things within culture because I know people don't like to have this conversation. Uh-huh. The things that are in within culture that are you know, elements of degradation, uh-huh. right? And in corrosion. We cannot just say because we do it, it's it's all good. There has to be certain things within culture that have to be refined. Now, for us to call certain things culture, I feel like is also corrosive because then you just encase it within something that is now dogmatic. It's 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 within the culture, so you can't say nothing about it. It's in the Bible, so you can't say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. We do this over here, and you don't understand, so you can't say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Me and my people, every Saturday, we sacrifice 10 children we kill 10 children we sacrifice them to the god of all knowing Mm -hmm. so that he can continue to bestow upon us a power and an understanding of life Mm -hmm. and this is just what we do y'all don't understand it y'all ain't a part of the culture but we do this okay now that is as i always do some extreme so we can put a stake in the ground yeah we understand that that is not okay we don't like that so then you move so then you move backwards from that and you say okay like how far in customs are we just going to allow things to happen without pointing them out and saying, eh, maybe not. Maybe we could turn this down. Maybe we don't have to go into a place and because we have now been allowed access, show our complete ass and say, fuck you if you don't like it. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what our culture is. Can we not have a conversation about why maybe some people would not want us to be around? Why they wouldn't want us to go to their country, why they wouldn't want us to go to their party, why they wouldn't want us to come to their beautiful establishment. These are questions that ought to be answered. So, yes, I'm just I'm just trying to see this with a full bodied view. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some racists out there. And then sometimes there are just people that are like, "Ah, but last time we had him around, he fucking knocked the hookah over and the coal burnt a hole in the carpet and he was fucking screaming at some chick, calling her a bitch. It's like, I don't know if I want to invite him over again. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I could have called him on the wrong day, but I don't want to invite him over again. But that's because he's him, not because well, he's black. Right, right. And so what I'm saying is, if you have these sort of situations now, if if you invite a bunch of people over one year, mm-hmm. and then the next year comes and you're like, hey, not only should you guys come, but bring 400 more of your friends, mm-hmm. it's. It's roughly the same thing. Like, I'm asking most of the same people to come, mm-hmm. but with more of their friends and family. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something like that. It, 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 the specific event that I'm speaking right. about. But in general, if we're just talking about black, the black-white thing, you're right. That is more of a generalization amongst a whole people. Uh-huh. And what I'm saying in that regard is if you come into one too many instances where you see people not caring for the customs at all of in which they are sat in in any given moment, then you may be like, well, you know what? Maybe I just much rather not take the risk. I do think that there is something faulty in that. I do. I do think that you should be trying to look upon new people as new people with a whole new slate. Mm-hmm. You, you should you got to try. Mm-hmm. It's not very easy to do all the time, but you have to try because mm-hmm. if you come in into contact with too many that prove your your preconceived notions or your biases correct, then you might that's going to be etched in stone right. at some point in time. You're going to be like, yeah, no, I know what it is. You, we might catch a good one every now and again, but for the most part, they're going to act how they want to act. So if we go back to the house part of it, you think that does it, I mean, I, got, I obviously it doesn't make it right, but these these people are essentially being cheated out of it because of these stereotypes. They're being cheated out of you know, getting the correct appraisal on their house because of the stereotypes. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is wrong and it should not happen. Right. If right. it costs this amount, then that's the cost. That the cost should be this amount. It shouldn't right. cost less now. Or, or, Yes, it shouldn't cost less if you are the seller, if you are yeah. selling your house. Yeah, it shouldn't be less. And if you're buying, it shouldn't be more right. because you're black. Right. What I'm saying is we're trying to have a discussion as to why that may ever be the case. And I don't want to say 100% of the time the person is in the KKK. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I just want to have a full body uh-huh. discussion about uh-huh. the different degrees and variances uh-huh. as to why you may want to keep someone out of something. Yeah. No, yes. I... I totally understand that. Yeah. I totally understand. That. Yeah, I just, I, but I just thought it was wild because it was just, again, just walking through the halls and it's just like the, every song that you ever heard. I mean, again, 50, and I'm talking about Get Rich or Die trying 50, like playing. They, hold on. I mean, was they playing in the club yes. or was they playing well, the album? Well, no, no, no. It wasn't playing. Again, uh, it was a mix of a ton of uh, different songs. Most of them, who, you, you probably who made, heard. Who made the playlist? The main person that came. Name was plastered everywhere. It was oh. the main person. Interesting. What, what was the what were the age ranges like? Um, it was. You know, what's funny is I thought it would have been a lot younger group, but it really, really wasn't. It, I'd say th- like thirties to sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like yeah. mid thirties to sixties. Because if the music was really like and that, I'm and that was kind of crazy too. I'm thinking that it would be a younger crowd. Some because people, I can make you a playlist right now for black people that would be better. So a young <laughs> a young black person made this playlist. Okay. A young black oh. person made the, the name. The person's name. That's a young person. Okay. Relatively young person. Okay. I'm a relatively young person. All you right. are as well. So right. a young person. And then a lot of people that came 
where our moms and our dads and our aunts and uncles and okay, shit like see, that. The, he wasn't reading the room. But 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 <laughs> the, but the music was going off and people were. But but the thing is is when when you bring people together like this and they're coming together for culture because that's what the whole thing is about. Yeah. What you're saying when you do this is this is the culture, and so I'm just. You know, there are plenty of people like my dad. He would have been pissed. He would have been in there like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> like, this is, we we can't, we got to do better. Like, we can't come together and then just be like, yeah, this is the culture. Uh-huh. Like, you got us out here looking crazy. Uh-huh. Like, this isn't, this isn't it. There's a very, very vast vat of information and art, fine arts, music that come together to make the culture, quote unquote, and it's not just within Kanye, 50, SZA. What, what do you think the... Hold on. SZA makes good music. I, uh, I didn't say I didn't say nothing but about no, it. But, but sometimes no, no, you get... SZA, I could see being played there. Mm. That's some mellow, chill. That's good stuff. Mm. But no, 50 Cent in the club. Yeah, I, I cannot see that being played in that establishment. There was some Drake playing. He said various times that he was going to fuck somebody, pull somebody's hair back. All sorts of shit. Neck, neck crank back. <laughs> neck crank back. Neck crank back. Fuck you good. Put you on a, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. he's probably talking about. Put you on a mink rug or some uh-huh. shit like that. Like, he's just, like, this is this is what's going on. And you talking, you trying to have a conversation with someone that maybe isn't even a part of this party. Uh-huh. Say you just have two white people uh-huh. and you talking to them. Oh, I know they would. You, rep- was- you represent the place, right? When they're looking at you, you represent the place because you're wearing in, in clothes that indicate that you represent the fucking place. Uh-huh. And they're looking at you. You're looking at them. And you got Drake in the background. I'm a fucking good girl. Put you on a mink, bro. Crank your back neck. Mm-mm. Like like you got that shit playing. And they looking at you and you looking at them. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just looking around like, what, what, like, what is going on? Oh, Sorry, it's Black People Weekend here. No, no stop calling it that. That's <laughs> but, not what it was called. But it, it, it's not what it was called. But that's what I'm going to call it on this podcast. It was. It it's was the, Black People Weekend. It was. Bla- it was Black. It was Black People Weekend. It was a weekend. <laughs> it was a weekend, and it was made for Black people to come show Black cuisine and Black clothes and Black books and Black candles. Uh-huh. Black, 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 and Black. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm Black, y'all. And I'm Black, y'all. <laughs> so that's so that's what I'm saying. It was just. It, it, it just gave a very, very interesting vibe. Everybody, I think, had a very good time. It was beautiful. Like I said, it was extremely exquisite. Wild money going on. Did you on get any complaints place. about the music at all? Did you get any complaints, complaints about anything? Yes. Okay. Yes. I got complaints that it wasn't black enough. And then I got complaints. Uh, and then there were complaints of the music. I didn't get complaints, but I heard from friends that there were complaints about the music because they're going to be certain. You can't take a thousand black people and a lot of them be between the age of 40 and 60 and them not uh, have an issue with a lot of the music yeah. that I was playing. No, You're not I, just going to play Lil Uzi Vert and the 58 year old woman is going to be like, um, what are we doing here, guys? Like, are we, yeah. uh, what's, what's happening? Um, I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to, I, I DJ. Yes, you do. I DJ. And, you know, when I'm considering a playlist for a specific event, one of the very first questions I'm going to ask is who is going to be here? (laughs) Right. What's the age range? You know, what type of event is this? Who's going to be in attendance? I my playlist is going to mirror that information. Well, listen, fuck everything I've been talking about. (laughs) Tell me about this wedding that you DJ. Yeah, I DJed a wedding last weekend. Shout out to Julian. Um, shout out to Julian and, and Tanya. Tanya. Yeah, that is his wife. 
Um, they're an amazing couple, um, beautiful couple. Um, and, you know, I, Julian does look very clean. Yeah, he's a clean guy. He's got good posture. You know what I'm saying? He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a clean guy. I, I love the things that stand out about people. Yeah, like, you know, he like, looks high. I, when I say clean, I mean he looks hygienic. That's what oh, I mean. Like oh, he I looks mean, like a like a clean person. I've never seen him without a sharp lineup. <laughs> he's, he's got great posture, right? Um, and he just seems like a well mannered, solid individual. Mm, solid, 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 solid. Um, but let me tell you this, man. And, and shout out to Julian and Tanya and everybody that was there. Um, you know, everyone seemed like they had a good time. I was going through it. I was going through it. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't one of my best performances. Right. I don't think it was at all. Um, thanks to everyone that said I did a great job. <laughs> I I understand why you might have said that. Maybe towards the end of the night. Right. But um, during the ceremony, man, every and and a lot of this wasn't my fault. Right. Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, and and feel free to chime in. Let me know if this was my fault or if it wasn't. Um. So. Let's start from the beginning. I get there and and I always test out my equipment before I get there, you know, like the morning or the night before just to make sure, you know, everything is is what it is. Everything was working just fine. I get there, right? So the main area that I'm going to be DJing at is kind of like towards the back, um, like in the middle of the, not in the middle, but the back but middle. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah, yeah. However, the ceremony was outside. So obviously I needed to provide music for the ceremony. And typically I'm just I'm just playing, you know, some soft tunes while everybody's walking in, getting seated, getting ready for the ceremony. This particular wedding, they had a someone that was going to sing. They were going to sing as the wedding party walked in. They were going to sing as his wife walked in because you know she she walks in alone. Mm. She doesn't walk in with anybody. That's typically how it goes at weddings. And they she was going to sing another song as they were walking out as a couple along with the wedding party behind them. She doesn't walk in with her father. That's not a thing anymore. Or am I? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, she did walk in with her father. Oh, My bad. Okay. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, she did walk in with her father. My bad. Um, but yeah, I'm just I was more so speaking like just without like the wedding party or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. So. I get my speaker set up like, and it was real, real janky because like I had to plug it into like this little area that was like just outside of a door, and then I had mm. to like put the speaker like right outside of the door. I bought an extension cord because I knew this was supposed to happen, but I bought an extension cord, and this is attention to detail. I bought an extension cord that only had two prongs; it didn't have that bottom prong. Um, so whatever I was going to plug into, everything I needed to plug in there had three prongs. So I'm just like, oh, come on, dog. That's my fault. That's that, on me. That one's on you. Uh, I'm like, come on, dog. Like, oh, like, are you kidding me? So I work it out. I have a surge protector with me. I make that work for me. Um, I did end up making the extension cord work for something else. Okay. Um, for my cordless mic, which did not require three prongs. Um, so I got the the speaker, you know, outside of the door, just outside the door, but the doors are closed still. Cause you know, I don't want, they didn't want the doors open at all. The wedding planner didn't want the doors open. Okay, cool. I got to roll with that. And so I got the speakers hooked up dog and it's playing, the music's playing like mad muffled for some reason. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why is this happening? Hmm. Why? I just tried these speakers this morning. 
what is going on? So the music's playing all muffled and, you know, I'm walking outside just making sure it's not because the door's closed. I'm walking outside and it's still sounding like that. So, okay, whatever. I work that out. I decide to take my plug-in and plug it into a nut. There's a few ports on the back of my speaker. I just plug it into a different port. Music sounds better. All right, problem solved. So I thought. So I have to plug in my microphone to the speaker as well so that the singer can use it. So that her voice projects through the speaker. Right. So that obviously people hear her. And so the songs that she wanted to sing, she needed the instrumentals. It wasn't the song because, you know, you don't want to be singing over top of the person that's singing. No. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, so I'm like, I, I wasn't able to download the instrumentals as is, um, probably because of the songs that they were. These were kind of older songs. Mm. So I had to play them directly off of YouTube, which isn't a huge deal. Nobody would have known. Nobody would have known that uh, outside of me just saying it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody would have been able to tell the difference is what I'm saying. And so I get that going and it just like the mic is going in and out. I'm like, what is, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just put the receiver. I wanted as much stuff inside with me. I knew the speaker had to be outside, but I wanted as much stuff inside with me as possible. And I was like, maybe it's just not getting a good enough signal. You know what I'm saying? So I put the receiver outside and it's still doing the same thing. And I'm like, okay, it's not the signal. What is it? Why is this doing this? So here's the thing. When I DJ normally, I'm using my mixer straight off of Serato. I wasn't doing that in this instance because I was playing it off of YouTube. YouTube is being played directly from my laptop. I have a different set of cords that allows me to plug my laptop directly into my speaker. And normally when I'm doing that, I have to turn the music down on this on the uh on the laptop itself mm. so that excuse me, so that so basically what I'm saying is you can't have your your MacBook on high volume and have the speaker on high volume yeah. at the same time yeah, yeah. because that's going to clash. For sure. That I knew. That I was cool with. Okay, I knew that already. What I didn't realize, and I did know this, so in hindsight, I knew this. I just didn't take it into account. When I'm playing it on YouTube, I'm like, okay, I got the volume down. Like, why is it, you know, I got the speaker up. I got the volume down on the computer. Why is it, why, what's going on? And my nigga... I figured out the problem about 10 seconds before the ceremony started, which is too close for me, nigga. <gasps> too close for comfort. So what happened was, is I, at the very last minute, I remembered that YouTube has its own volume. You yes. can adjust the volume mm -hmm. on YouTube. So me turning it down on the computer itself, yeah, that was doing something, but YouTube's yes. volume was still high. Right. So me turning the volume down, that's only gonna work if I'm using iTunes. Right. But when I'm playing something off of YouTube, I have to turn the volume down on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And, and iTunes has its own volume as well, so you may even have to do the same thing there. Well, typically when I use iTunes, it works when I just you know hit the down oh, okay. volume button yeah. on the computer. Oh, okay. Um, but at the very last second, dog, at the very last second, I turned the volume down on YouTube and everything started working. But when I was testing it out, because, you know, the singer had the mic, we were doing runs, right. you know what I'm saying? Just trying to get her, trying to figure out the volume levels. The shit just was going in and out, dog. I was terrified. Uh -huh. I was like, I can't have this sound like this 
when the bride walks out. Oh my goodness. Like this cannot go this way. Like this cannot happen. No. Not 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 at a wedding that people paid you to do. Not at a wedding of the people that you know. Not at a wedding where all your friends are gonna be there <laughs> looking at you, recording you, possibly. And 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 the thing about it is, is like during these runs, during the setup, because obviously I'm trying to figure out what's going on. This is going into the time that people are walking in. So they're start they're starting to hear some of the the ins and outs right. of you know the music kind of going in and out. They're probably thinking, what the hell is this nigga doing? What right. is, what's going on over there? For sure. But yes, I figured it out probably about 10 seconds before the ceremony started. I just thought to myself, the volume on YouTube, turn that down. Right. And everything everything was working. Okay. Thank God. Because okay. dog, I was I was about to shit my pants. Okay, so so the things being your fault being you should have had more diligence when you were looking for the the cord, yeah. the extension cord, right? Yeah. Making sure it was three pronged instead of two. Mm -hmm. Then then after that, I mean, it's just troubleshooting, trying to figure out exactly what the problem is yeah. with with because you just had a ton of input, yeah, and you just needed. And that that what's funny is that's the same thing that happened here mm -hmm. on episode one twenty five with with the five guys. We just had too much input, like everything was turned <laughs> up, like we just needed to turn pretty much everything down because uh -huh. we just had way too much input. Uh -huh. Because right now we have two microphones, then we had five, so there was just so much more data being driven through the mixer. Yep. So that's exactly what the issue was. Um, yeah, that's just troubleshooting. That's just something yeah. that you got to figure out. But did anything else go wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I ain't done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am not okay. done. Because you got to a point where you felt really comfortable, like, figured it out. Like, for the moment. Uh, for okay. the moment, okay. I was. Okay. For the moment. So after that gets done, I have an opportunity to just kind of take a breather and just get myself together. Because everyone's in the cocktail room having drinks. I've set up a speaker um, next to the cocktail room so people can hear the music. It, this is being played on iTunes. Right. So I knew what to do here. You know what I'm saying? Music's working just fine. Just fine. So I have to switch up, pull my speaker back to over back uh, back where, you know, I'm going to be set up for the rest of the night. People are starting to enter the main area. And so this, you know, the reception's about to get started. This was my fault. Okay. I forgot that the parents were going to walk out to music before the bridal before the bridal party was going to walk out to music. Mm. So the first person that, you know, in my mind, it was, you know, one of the uh, groomsmen was going to be walking out. He chose Nuck If You Buck Understood. as his entrance music. And I know who that person is. I was told. Yeah, yes. he chose Nuck If You Buck as his entrance music. But he was not the first person that was supposed to walk out. One, which is hilarious to choose Nuck If You Buck to come out to yeah. at a wedding party. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I throw on Nuck If You Buck. The parents are supposed to be walking out at this point. That's not the song that they chose. <laughs> and so this is the point where, where Mikey was telling you the wedding planner walked over to me with haste. <laughs> She, with with haste. <laughs> um, <laughs> walked over to me with haste. Yes. Yes. With haste. <laughs> yes. Um he said she, and so, he said he said that she very sternly <laughs> turned and started walking over to you. Yes. Um very sternly. And she comes over to me. She's like, it's the parents, the parents, the parents. And I'm just like, oh damn, I forgot the parents were coming out first. 
<coughs> my fault. That's on me. Did you very quickly, did you with haste change the song? Yeah, I, I with haste changed the song. I got on the mic and I was like, sorry about that. I got a little ahead of myself. Okay, you made a little joke. All yeah. right, a little, little yeah. something, something. And some people laughed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> if no one laughed, that'd be different. Now, what'd they walk out to? Who, the parents? Yeah. Um, you remember? Tanya's parents walked out to uh, the legendary Before I Let Go by Frankie Beverly and Mace. Okay. Hold on. How did, uh, just, tell, just tell me how it goes. I'm certain I know the song. I just don't know. About it. Just tell me. Just, just give me a little bit before I go. Just give me give me something. Down, down, down. Down, down, down. Whoa, whoa. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That song. Yeah. Um, and uh, Julian's dad, because his, his mother has passed away at this point, um, you know, shout out to shout out to Mom Dukes. Um, he walked out to uh, "Never Too Much" by Luther Vandross. Mm. Never too much. Okay, too much. I got okay. that one. I got that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what they chose to walk out to. Yeah. And so, you know, I got on the mic. I'm like, "Hey, got a little ahead of myself." You know what I'm saying? Put on the music that they were supposed to walk out to. So I introduced the first person that was supposed to come out to knock a few buck. And then the batteries in my mic died. Okay. What do you so mean? so you have okay, because you have a wireless mic. I have mic. a wireless mic, but it needs batter the mic needs batteries to work. The receiver just gets plugged in. Uh, and and it has no backup sort of plug. No, I just have to change the batteries. I brought batteries with me. I just It's just inconvenient yeah, yeah, like, to go have to. The Did you have to travel far to get the batteries? No, they were under my table in my bag. Okay. But the mic couldn't have died at a at a worse time. Okay. Because I'm introducing these people mm-hmm. to come out. Like I'm saying their names. Like the mute I put on the music, the yeah. song. I put on the song <laughs> that they want to come out to, and I have to introduce them. Yes. About three or four people didn't get their names called. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You just got to swallow that one. And and I'm like, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I should have just put a fresh pair of batteries in there. Off jump. Off for, jump. For sure. Got to check got to check the levels of everything. Yeah. And and so, yeah, about and so like as I'm getting ready to play the song, at this point, I'm just very flustered. Yeah. I'm just all over the place. So like songs are going on longer than they should. Like mm. people's introduction songs, like I should have had another song playing by now, but I'm looking for batteries, <laughs> trying to put batteries in my microphone. Right. I'm like signaling to the wedding planner. I'm like, I'm pointing at the mic going like this. Like, <laughs> just like just tell them come out. Just tell them come out. <laughs> like so many things, so many bad things happen. So, yeah, so about three or four people didn't get their names called because I'm fucking around with the mic, but playing songs at the same, you know, trying yeah. to play songs at the same time. Yeah. And so hmm. a good friend of mine, why? Well, I mean, she's she's a friend. I, I, I Remember I told you I had a, a DJ friend of mine that passed away like yes. earlier this yep. year? Mm-hmm. So COVID, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his fiance, I'm going to call her that. I don't know if they were, you know, if, but I'm just going to call her that. Um, um, 
she's continuing the business. Um, you know, oh, wow. so shout out to DJ Montana. She's continuing the business. Um, so she provided the lighting for this event, the lighting and the smoke. Um, cause they did like, they, like the first dance, they had like a, you know, like a smoke thing going yeah, on around. That's cool. Um, so she's, you know, she's over there trying to help me out. She's behind the table with me, you know, trying to like tell me who's next. I'm over here fumbling with batteries. She's trying to tell me who's next and what song it is. Like we're kind of working together here mm. cause she can tell that I'm, I'm just kind of fucked up right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, three or four people didn't get their names called. I did get new batteries in the mic. Um, and I, you know, I got back into the rhythm of things. Okay. And so, let me see. After that, after the first dance, um, right before the dinner is getting started, the the wedding planner comes over to me. She was like, all right, we're about to do the dinner. Like, just kind of put on some soft dinner music, which I was already going to do. I think I threw on something a little too soft. I threw on All of Me by John Legend, mm. which is a great song. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is at the same time, there was about a five minute waiting period before anybody came out to start serving salads. Okay. So everybody in the crowd that's seated is dead silent. All of Me by John Legend is being played. It's just a very soft song. It's, yeah. And no one is coming out with food. So it it just seems it's, kind of dull it's, in it's, the room. It's a weird it, that's a weird dynamic. A bunch of people sitting around looking at each other quiet. All of me is ringing off yeah. through the speakers and there's no procession of food happening whatsoever. Yeah. There's it's nothing for spot. anyone ever. So everyone's really either paying attention to me or to someone at the table, but it was just a very awkward time. Yes. For me at least anyways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something I, I get it. Like something soft. I would have probably gone with something that is still in the realm of love, but has just like a little hop to it. Yeah, just like a little. So, I can I can shrug my shoulders to so it. So that that was probably on me. I probably should have just chose something a little more upbeat. Mm. But I guess I was just expecting it's dinner time. Nobody's gonna be really paying attention to me. But there was a a good four to five minutes, which is a long time when it, we're in this that's situation. Extremely long before anyone started coming out serving salads yeah. to get the dinner going because right. it was salads and then there was like a buffet yeah so like yes that moment was very awkward <laughs> um even even uh her name's janae uh dj montana even her even she said something to me about it she was like yo put some put some she was like put something on that's like a little more upbeat yeah. she was like you know because she's she the whole smoke thing is done but it leaves kind of a uh a, a, a wet residue on the floor. Mm-hmm. So she's over, you know, she's out there trying to wipe up the middle of the floor. She was like, I just feel like everybody's staring at me. Like, play something more upbeat. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like you and her became the focus. Right. Uh yeah, right. that's kind of what. Yeah, that's kind um, of all your curves and all your yeah. edges. Yeah. All your perfect um, imperfect. And so, and so oh. after and, and and so I went back to playing um, music off of my iTunes straight from the laptop at this point. And I realized something about doing that. It works fine if you're using one speaker, but if you've got both speakers hooked up, it gives a background noise. No, like distortion. Yes, there's some yeah. distortion when I'm doing that. Mm. And so I didn't realize it till it was time for the first person to come up to give their speech. And so as they're giving the speech, 
there's a lot, you know, there's a there's some pauses. I don't know if maybe they were just a little caught up or if they just weren't quite, they didn't know what they wanted to say exactly next. Right. But in those pauses, the speaker is just. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the speaker like, nigga, what is going on today? What is going on? Let me just stop here because I'm not done yet. Yeah. Let me just stop here and say, I've never done an event where this much shit happened. Right. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. We definitely need to state that this is just not your this, thing. No. This is- that that event was just a. It wasn't a good day for me. Yeah. I've never had anything like that happen to that capacity. Like just consistently, I wouldn't be surprised if those niggas thought I sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure right. somebody in the room was like, "Who is this nigga?" Right? Yeah. Like who? Who? Who got the? Whose man's is this? Yeah. Like, like he is trash. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if someone left thinking that. And you wouldn't be upset if they did. No, because yeah. I was trash. Yeah. I was uh, in the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning. So you know, the wedding planner's kind of looking at me, looking at the speaker, looking at me. And and I'm just like, I was like, as soon as he's done, I'm going to switch out this cord and put the cord back in that goes to my mixer. And of course, I did that. The distortion went away. So now I know if I'm going to play from iTunes, do not use both speakers because it creates this weird, ugly, distor- distorted sound in the in, in the speaker. Um, huh. And so after that, um, you know. They did a father-daughter dance, and then, like, in the middle of the father-daughter dance, I kind of invited everyone to come up and start, you know, kind of start dancing. And, you know, for about for about six or seven seconds, nobody got up. I had to get back on the mic. I was like, oh, nah. Oh, nah. <laughs> like, like, you know, don't be shy. I don't re- remember exactly what I said. Uh, I was like, don't be shy. Like, y'all came here, blah, blah, blah. And then people started getting up. And I will say this. I did have a good control in the crowd because every time I was like, hey, you know, like give them a round of applause or give them an extra round of applause. Like people was clapping. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that part went okay as far as emceeing. Yes. Um, And then after that, when, you know, I was actually just able to just DJ and just play music, it got lit. Okay. It was it was it was cranking. It was just like every other gig you've done. Yes. Yeah, you just needed to get to that part. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Yeah. I just and it's like this isn't my first wedding. Of you know course, what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like this is not the first wedding I've ever DJed. Um so I just had a lot of things not go my way. Um, but I will tell you a funny bit here. Um so everything's everything is just off, you know, it's it's cranking. I'm playing, you know. Gucci Mane, Waka Flocka, like, you know, like all, you know, all the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? All the good stuff. I'm playing the Drake. I'm playing all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm everything that people want to hear. One guy came up to me in the midst of this. And this is a wedding, so I know I'm going to get requests. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind it. These people are paying me a good amount of money. I'm, I'm getting more. I get more money at weddings than I would get for like any little club gig, any right. little hookah bar. Yeah. So I know I'm going to have to take requests. But this dude came up to me and asked me in the midst of this high volume, people jumping up and down, reciting the lyrics, asked me if I had any Keith sweat. <laughs> what was the age of this gentleman? 
He was probably about our age. Okay. And I looked him dead in his face. I was like, I'm not about to stop this to play Keep Sweat. <laughs> and he looked at me for a solid two seconds with his with his with his mouth open, you know. And then he went back and like said something to some girl that was out in the crowd. Uh, and you know, I don't know if maybe she wanted to hear it or if they both wanted to hear it. But I'm not I'm not gonna stop all all this all this to energy pl- to play Keith Sweat for you. Yeah, no, it's just not the time. No. Yeah, it's not, it's not the time. <laughs> and I just don't know what people and maybe I don't know, maybe he was a little drunk, maybe he's a little lit. I don't know. But like Was there open bar? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, and it wasn't just beer and wine. They had to lick too. Mm. Um But yeah, dog, like people gotta understand. Like, if you gonna come at me with a request, you gotta come correctly. Yeah. Like don't but people are also not DJs, so they're not they don't give a shit about their request, like in and where it's being placed in your set, your set list. They don't give a fuck about none of that. It's just like, yo, I like this song, I wanna hear the song. I don't care about what the transition is going to sound like, mm-hmm. what the transition of energy in this room is going to be like. I don't give a fuck what anyone else wants to hear. I want to hear Keith Sweat, period. Actually, I don't even want to hear it. But this chick over here that I'm trying to fuck tonight, she, <laughs> want, she wants to hear it. So could you please put Keith Sweat on? <laughs> I, lo- I looked that man dead in his face. I was like, I'm not stopping this to play Keith Sweat. <laughs> and he, he, gave, he gave me the stupid face for about two or three seconds. And then he, and he walked away. Um. But I took a lot of requests that night, though, for, wait, wait, for, I, for songs that went went with the with the, the current momentum. energy. Yeah, the yes. momentum. Yes. Yeah, like I did fulfill plenty of requests that night. Yes. But I couldn't do that one. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't 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 ever do that. But by the end of the night, I did have um, a couple walk up to me and was like, "Yo, I wish you would have DJed my wedding." Okay. And that made me feel a little bit better about the day. Because yeah, yeah. I, at that point, I take whatever I can yeah. get. Because right? dog, the first like four hours, dog, I my mind was just not in a good place. Mm-hmm. It was not in a good place, and I'm maybe some people could tell. I don't know, but like, it was not in a good place. Um, but you know, shout out to the bride and the groom. I don't know if they were just being nice, but they thought I get They thought I did a good job, right? Um, but just as a professional. It wasn't. It wasn't good to me. Yeah, at least in the beginning, it wasn't good to me. So, well, this was this was a humbling experience. It was another, very. It was very humbling. Another humbling experience. Very like when I left, I was just thinking like I'm throwing all this shit away and getting new shit. <laughs> Fuck this. You have any idea how much money that would cost for you to throw away all of those things and buy brand new versions? Of I mean, everything of except my MacBook. Yeah. Um, but mainly the speakers. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've had those speakers since I was like 18. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for for them to maybe have some issues is not a crazy thing. <laughs> you should probably sell those or take them apart and sell them to like fucking copper dealers and whoever, whatever the fuck else is in there, fucking zinc and magnesium, whatever the fuck else is in those things. You sell those and try to try to but, put some money. But just some keep new in ones. mind, I've never had anything really go right. wrong like this. Right, right. Like, I know, bro. It only takes once. There was a point in time where you. 
<clears throat> I had all of my guitar equipment at one point in time, all this electronics, hundreds, thousands of dollars of stuff I had purchased throughout years of my life. And I had an acoustic amplifier. I used to love playing acoustic, <laughs> acoustic guitar, but, you know, being able to plug it up to yeah. an amplifier so I could go out to that place. I remember the name now, Zab Thai, oh, yeah. which was the Thai restaurant on yeah. the corner. And, and I, would, I would play that. And I was trying to sell this a couple of years ago and I went on Facebook market. <laughs> and again, I definitely, like you did, tested it before I met with this chick that she that wanted to buy it. Because I think she wanted to buy her very, this was going to be her very first guitar purchase. And I was like, damn, like I got a good guitar for you. It's a little, like it has a few scratches on it. Oh, I forget what the little piece is called that you, stops you the you scratches. But when you when you strum up and down with a guitar pick, like you're going to make scratches on the guitar if there's not like a, a pick protector or something. I forget what it's called, but it scratches, it, it protects, you know, the guitar from the scratches of the pick. And and so there was some scratches there. But aside from that, I think I'd put brand new strings on it. It was clean. It worked just well. It was a beautiful sound. It was a it was a an electric acoustic or acoustic electric. So, again, it could plug up into the amp. Like it was a good guitar. Mm. And, I, you know, I was trying to sell it. I wasn't trying to break her back. I think I was selling it for extremely reasonable price, especially along with the amplifier. And we met out at some coffee shop, talked for a little bit just to see the vibe so she realized that I wasn't a psychopath or something like that. <laughs> and then we came back to the house, and I plugged that shit up. And I was just trying to... T- I, I couldn't hear anything coming out of it. And I was like trying to figure out, like, why the fuck can't I hear this? It worked just fine last night. And then I, I, I turned the volume, and I, like, strummed, and it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was just out like it just fucking blew yeah and just blew and then i was like sitting there trying to finagle just you know oh, what i mean yeah, i'm yeah, fiddling oh, yeah. i'm fiddling oh, yeah. with all the different knobs turning them left and right and back and forth and trying to play the guitar and nothing was happening and she was just like yeah so you know this is like my first guitar experience so i just want to i'm just looking to purchase something that's gonna like last me you know just gonna like take me somewhere so like you know thank you very much and i was like i promise you i did not bring you here on false pretenses like i, I promise this was working I, i'm so sorry to waste your time she's like yeah don't worry about it and then yeah, her ass when I she was like, you know what, I'm just gonna some some brand. New. But then, but then again, I don't know what type of person this is, or just like what it is, you know, what custom she's accustomed to. But I walked her back out to the car, and this has nothing to do with anything. But she just turned before she got in the car, and she was like, "Can I give you a hug?" And I was like, "Or I, I okay." And we gave each other a a, a a strong hug. That's nice. And then she then we left. That's nice. Yeah, so it was just like a weird way for that to end, especially after she just came yeah. here. But after that, it was sort of like the people at the very end coming up to you and being like, hey, man, you did. I wish you had DJed my wedding. It was kind of like that. Like, uh-huh. okay, she's not angry with me. Uh-huh. you know, Because I was upset just the same way where you were. Like, you don't want to waste anyone's time right. or money or anything like that. So to have someone drive out however far right. out she drove to come see this broken piece of equipment I tried to sell her. Like, I was really yeah. happy and- she it ended with a hug. And and he booked me for this wedding like a year ago, dog. So like for me to just show up and just not be with the shits, ah, it was just, I know exactly what you mean. Like you just want to ah, you want to mind your p's and q's, dot your i's, cross your t's. You want to be, you want to show up professional. Yeah. Like yeah. no issues at all. I want you to only be able to say nice things about me when I yeah. leave here. Yeah. 
And, yeah, you know, I feel you. Julian's a nice guy. I'm he sure is that, very clean. Um, yeah, you know, he's got great posture. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm, you know, they said they had a great time, and I'm sure they did, especially towards the end. I mean, it was a great time at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's not like you ruined the day. Yeah, yeah, but man, did I have some technical difficulties in the beginning, dog. I it's yeah. Yeah, it, it's not. It, yeah, man, it doesn't feel good. You you know what? Um, th- this is. Hold on a second. What are the lyrics to this song? Because I'm I'm thinking about. What's funny is I'm thinking about as always. Because you know we can't get through one episode without a without a, a J Cole or Kendrick. Uh, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. I'm trying to think. What is the name of that it, fucking it, song? What? My, uh, I was telling my mom about it, and she was like, "Did you give out any cards?" And I was like, nah. <laughs> Wait a nah. minute. Did you have cards? Yeah, I always have cards. Oh, okay, okay. Because I thought that you like ran out or some shit. Like you didn't have them on deck. Like, nah, that, like I, that was a thing. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, some there's been times where I didn't have a card in my wallet to give someone. Yes. But um, no, I had cards, you know, thinking it was going to be a great day. But I just, you know, after everything, the cards were an afterthought. Like, I wasn't thinking about that. Like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm trying to find this this part of this song, Heaven's EP. Um, let's see. Let's see. With every record I be asking the masses, you tune your hearts to me. I represent intelligent niggas that grew up harshly. But lately I've been questioned, second guessing whether or not I've got something to offer since I done eluded poverty. Or has the money watered me down? The truth is hard for me. Like the second time I got cut from the junior varsity. Fighting back tears, I promised to switch gears and said to myself, whatever you do, you won't do it partially. From this day forward, I move with a new veracity. Ferrari coupe velocity, a fail-proof philosophy. This is what I've been meaning to get to. Success is in the effort. So if a nigga tried his hardest, I'm at peace, knowing God ain't dealing in his group of cards for me. Mm -hmm. I'm completely fine with trying my hardest, doing my best at something, and it just doesn't, it don't turn out the best right or i don't get whatever maybe i thought i should have got whatever i mean because that's just a a miss an issue of miss um misrepresenting or mismanaging your expectations right i tried my hardest that's it that's where the success lies and the fact that i tried my hardest then there are just times when you didn't and you come up short because you cut corners or you, you just you weren't on your a game those moments, I do not like. Mm-hmm. I do not like it when I fail because I cut corners. Mm-hmm. I could have done that thing. I could have succeeded, but I decided to take the easy road or I was negligent or something and I just didn't, I didn't fucking do well. And so that's why I was explaining to you what I was explaining to you about this fucking escape room that I did yesterday. <laughs> I was just upset. I just felt like if I did, if I went in there with like a clearer mind, like if I just went in there ready or something, I, I feel like I could have done better, but that escape room kicked my ass. Uh-huh. And I, I just, I was, I was definitely upset for a good like 20 minutes <laughs> afterwards. Not like upset where it ruined my whole mood, but you could tell like a little something was off. Like I was just like, what the, f-? like she had to come. She, I've, I've done 11 escape rooms at this point. Uh, I've, I've yet to do one. Oh, oh, we, okay. Out of all the things that we talk about, we're going to do as friends. 
we should come together as friends and do an escape room. Because maybe I want to No, I know RJ's done one because I've done one with him. I'm certain Mikey's had to do one. That nigga's whole life is an escape room, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just means that he's... Don't worry about it. But I just... And then... And then duty. I don't know if he's done it. But we need to come together and do an escape room. It's about, yeah, you need to do one of those. It's extremely fucking fun. Um The person that, that I went with, they didn't know. They were wondering, I wonder where escape rooms came from. Like, I wonder where... They, who who came up with that idea? Right, right. And I said, oh, have you not seen the movie Saw? That person hadn't seen the movie Saw. There was not no fucking escape room before 2004. I think that the movie Saw gave birth to escape rooms much later on. It, it is literally that. Yeah. Like, that is what it is. And Except you don't, you know, you don't gotta hurt yourself. Or, you don't have to hurt yourself. But I did show her the first saw uh, last night. What did she think? It was a great fucking movie. She was like, "Wow, I was not expecting. It. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't just give her a whole thing like what the fucking movie was about and all this uh. sort of stuff. I just said that it was revolutionary for horror films at the time. Like it was the first of its kind when you first saw that film, and you saw John." The, the cancer patient, the, the guy get up at the very end of the movie and he was the one in it, but you thought he was the dead guy. It's like, oh, fuck. Right. It changed the whole movie. It yeah. changed the entire thing. And for that to happen in the last two minutes of the film was fucking huge, yeah. which is why they were able to make 10 of them. Yeah. They made 10 Saw movies. Okay. Yeah. Now, again, like most movies like that, whether it be fucking Air Bud or Fast and Furious, it's probably only going to be good through one through four. Right. Maybe. Because the last one, well, it wasn't Saw, but it was like- It was Jigsaw. It, yeah. It was like in that universe, they had like Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock in it. What? Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yes. Look it up. There's- I think it's called Spiral or something. Some shit like that. It's, it's in the Saw <laughs> Get universe. Get the fuck it's out in, of here, it's bro. It's in the Saw universe, and it's it has Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in it. I'm going to type in Saw movie with Chris. Oh, my God. I think it's called like Spiral or something. coming up right now. Spiral. Yeah. From the book of Saw. It is the ninth installment and standalone sequel of the Saw film series. The film stars Chris Rock, Max Miguela, Marisol Nichols, and Samuel Jackson and follows police efforts to stop a jigsaw copycat killer. And this came out last year. Yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. My God. Wow. Budget was 20 million. Box office, 40 million. <laughs> wow. Damn, they just going to keep making them, huh? <laughs> wow. I did not know that there was one fucking Samuel Jackson and Chris. Chris Rock is the, he's the main character. He's the main character. He's like a detective. <laughs> did you like it? Oh, I've never seen it. I just know it, it, it's out wow. there. Wow. Anywho, I, after all the fucking escape rooms I've done, I've never... I've, I've definitely used all three clues. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with using all three clues. I, I'm not worried about that at all. I am worried about the fact that there'd be like a third clue, but it'd be like 
third clue A and B. Like she'd be like, oh, I know you didn't get it on that last clue, but let me give you another hint. <laughs> or when she fucking phoned in, when she walkie-talkied in, she was like, would you like me to come help you? Bro, you don't understand. <sighs> I'm not cut from that cloth. Like, I, I don't under... I, listen, maybe people think that this is too extreme or whatever. I'm not cut from the cloth where it's just, do you want me to come help you? Do you want me, the person that works here and knows every how to solve every single thing in here, to come in here and solve it for you? <laughs> no, that's not what I paid money to come in here to do. I'm going to lose with dignity. Yeah. I'm going to stand here and lose with dignity. That's not what happened. They they can't. They just started saying stuff on the walkie-talkie anyway. And then and then the person I was with, they wanted help. And I was just like, man, what? Let me just get out the way. It's not that serious, Earl. It's not that serious. It's not. Let's just have a good time. It's not. But <laughs> but I don't want to just be sure. I don't like that. I don't like. I'm not good enough. So therefore, I'm gonna have the person come in here. So well, solving the puzzles for me—that's that's really aggressive. Yeah, I'm not good enough. Well, I'm, like, no, well that's what it is. I'm not good enough to solve the puzzle. Like my brain is not kicking in. I'm not. I'm not seeing whatever's in front of me. Mm-hmm. So the person has to come in and help me on a beginner level escape room. It wasn't even super intricate. It was a <laughs> beginner level. But the craziest thing again was the fact that she said that. Hardly any adults get that clue. Uh-huh. The clue that the one clue that we really got stuck on, and without that, we probably would have been able to be fine. Only kids get it. Only kids have the creative, malleable mind. mind that just looks at it. It's like, oh, it's just like this. Put this here and then. There. But she was like, oh yeah. She was like, no. Oh, she was like, only kids get it. So don't feel bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, thanks. But yeah, it's, it just it doesn't feel good to to. To just know you could have done better because right. I didn't. That wasn't my best. Right. I, w- I my mind my mind wasn't clear enough. Yeah. Uh, I could have gone in there under better circumstances and, and prevailed. So yeah, that's that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, man. You just you know, it is. What take it, it is. on the chin. Yeah, it's no big deal. No well. It is. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. Is there is there anything is there anything that's going on in like the media sphere? Like anything big that's going on that we need to talk about? Like what what do you what do you follow? I don't know that about you. Like, what do you? What do, what yeah, do like, I follow? What, yeah, like, what do you follow? Do you follow like certain people? Uh, I mean, I follow. What's going on out there? I follow. You know, there's some people that I find interesting, um, but like, I don't really be in these people's lives. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I follow them. Like, I be seeing seeing tweets and posts, but I don't really like. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's big out here right now. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I must have clicked on something Teen Magazine or People Magazine. But no, not Teen People Magazine. <laughs> time. And now I get a bunch of emails. I got to find a way to stop that. But you know, this whole Kim and Kanye used to be married, and then she decided to leave him and get with Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. and then Kanye was just all over the media sphere just talking shit about this guy and there were people threatening him and Kim and it was just like a very toxic situation for all these people to be a part of but for people to even sort of champion Kanye while his wife or his ex-wife and his children are being I mean they're being touched by this influence this harassment exactly it's it's definitely harassment I mean he made a music video with the the game video where he was like killing Pete Davidson in the music video (laughs) right like it was a bunch of weird shit like that and then supposedly this guy ended up Pete Davidson back in like therapy like back in like trauma therapy 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the things that just Damn. got sent to my mail. That shit hurt him. It's just he's in trauma therapy because he's had to deal with all of this online fucking attacks by yeah. him and by Kanye and all of his cronies, yeah. all of his underlings. Yeah. I mean all of his acolytes. I don't I I I don't I don't know exactly what's going on out here. You know, they they done busted up in Trump's crib looking for documents and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo. I mean, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, supposedly he like he left with some shit. Yeah, that he wasn't supposed to have. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, hey, it's on par. It's on par. Hey, yo. <laughs> leaving the White House, leaving presidency with like some documents or some just some shit you're not supposed to have is yeah. fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> like, what are you fitting to do with those? Right. Why do you have them? At what lengths are they willing to go? Are they going to put him in prison at any point in time Man, for stealing I don't know. This, this classified gonna, he's information? Gonna, he's going to keep getting um, pardons, or yeah, pardons, and you know, shit like that. Whatever yeah. loopholes. Yeah, you know, he's got enough money. He's that's, got enough money to figure that stuff that's, out. That's hilarious. I, I, you know, again, I don't talk politics much. I speak more so philosophies and ideas that are baked within people speaking about. Uh, political ideas and topics and things like that, right. but I, I, where do you see? I was gonna say, where, where do you see this going? Like, maybe just like at least our country. I was gonna say the world, um, but you can answer this however you want to because I don't know about the trust of the government system. I don't know about how people in mass feel about it. I don't think that it's been getting better. No. I don't. I, I don't no. And and I have this conversation. You walked in here. I think it was actually the last part that we did. I was having a conversation with Uzima, mm-hmm. my friend Uzima. And I was telling him how I just have friends that a lot of the time, even though I sound like a complete optimist a lot of times I speak, it, that's just not really who I am. That's not, that's not how I feel about things. I, I feel as though... A lot of data that we've seen in the past will show us data of the future, mm-hmm. right? Like certain things that just come natural to human beings and just certain waves that we've gone through, wars and degradation mm-hmm. of all sorts. And again, corrosion of our own minds and bodies. Don't give a fuck. Shit like that. Mental health people. Uh, well, yeah, just mental health deterioration and it being masked under maybe... Gun laws. I know a lot of people don't like that. I don't think that it's just guns. I don't think that we need, you know, 8 billion guns. But I also think that if we dealt better with our minds, it wouldn't be as big of a problem. Right. right? Like all these all these different things. But I don't think that things are going to necessarily just get better in the political sphere. Right. I don't think that we're necessarily about to just come together. I don't see nah. who those leaders are. I haven't seen the leaders yet that bring us together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's still going to be a ton of shit going on with like these huge ass tech corporations that we don't know mm-hmm. as far as uh, ideologies being pumped through the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's a weird place. I don't think that people are necessarily getting. I know that people think that we're getting smarter or that there's data that human beings throughout time have been getting smarter along with like the, you know, generation of technology. I don't think that we're getting better with problem solving in critical analysis, Mm -hmm. I guess I should say. I don't know if we're necessarily I know sometimes it seems as though we're becoming more compassionate because we're allowing more things. 
But then in the way that we're allowing things, we're also shitting on other people and burning bridges at the same time. Right. So when I say I don't know if we're necessarily getting smarter, that's more so what I mean. Like yeah. on a large scale, full bodied scale, I don't know if that's happening. I don't think we're getting healthier. I don't think we're getting more rooted in things that matter. So I don't know what's going on all the time in politics, but I don't I really a lot of times I just don't be up on it. And I know that they everyone wants everyone to vote, but I don't really be up on it because there's there's a, a large part of me that is is dead for politics. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to become uninspired. To, uninspired is a great way of putting it. It's easy to become uninspired. It's very nice. In, 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 in the world that we live in. And just to double back on the the optimism thing, I think because I, I I I am more so an optimistic person. I like to see you know the greener grass, but I think that really pertains to the things that are just really in my bubble and just outside of my bubble. Mm. I'm not I'm not looking at the United States of America and saying we are doing great. Right. Like I'm not doing that. Right. Like my um, my life is cool. Yeah. My friends seem to be doing all yep. right. Everyone's got a job. Yep. Yep. Um. But I also think that a lot of this shit has been going on even before yeah. we were even here. We're just adults now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we pay attention to things differently. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now that we're doing that, shit's starting to kind of feel like it's hitting the fan because, well, one, in the introduction of social media has played a huge part of that too. Um, but I don't know, man. It's... It's, it's it's hard out here. Like it, it could be really hard out here. Um, I don't. Polit, politics has become so much about power and greed. Like it's, uh, it's supposed, probably it's probably always, been but that. it's supposed to be for the for the the betterment of the people. I think I, I I I I get that. I don't know what it would look like if it was if it was fully that, but I don't know if we would even know what that looks like. No, because we'll when, never because, know. because when you're when you're a parent, when you are a, a parent with a child and you have to raise them, you don't always just you're not telling them the truth about everything. You're not giving them all the information about everything all the time because yeah. you know that it's not even within their purview to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. To be even a, to wrestle with all that different information and do what with it afterwards. Like they don't have the wisdom. They don't have the years, the experience to actually distill it into yeah. something that they can do something with. Yeah. So I, I think it's the same thing. I don't I, you know, you we used to look at our parents and be like, you don't want me to live like you want to just fucking ruin my life. I think a lot of times it's that when you have like a huge power structure like the government that's supposed to cater to us with all these different things. You, I couldn't even imagine how fucking difficult that job is. Mm -hmm. You talking about DJing. I'm talking about supervising somewhere, right, at a restaurant. Like, who knows how fucking difficult it is to run a country? Yeah. You got to cater in all these different ways. Fucking healthcare and are we, what's going on with immigration? What's going on with with the, the police funding? What's go, You have two guns, drugs. Are we going to monitor the drugs? Are we going to allow the drugs to be free? How are we going to monetize off the drugs if we do do that? Because we need to do that. We need to make money if we're going to, you know, legalize all this stuff. There's a ton of shit going on all the time. I imagine that to be crazy stressful. I would never want to be any part of it. But, I, I, or and, I should say, it, it would make sense to me that the people that are doing that yeah, they're not sharing all the information. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a bunch of things that they want to do for themselves, for them and their friends and people like them and 
their families for generations and generations to come. And also at the same time, they're people. So their judgment is clouded. Like a nigga could wake up and have a bad day, a bad day. And that bad day could could lead us into a war. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't know what, what like the states of minds that people be in. Before. A lot of men making nightmares, but we all think that way. Yeah, collective conscious, right? So it's like it's 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 yeah, it's weird shit because we make fun of or we criticize like a Putin or someone like that or like a Trump. How many people would how many people would make terrible decisions in these in these positions? Yeah, most people, most people would make terrible decisions now. Also, those people aren't going out for office. Right. So that's also a thing as well. But if you ask me, I don't, I wouldn't want to be a part of that. And most of the times that I've ever seen people like jump up quickly to come take the helm, to come be at the helm and, and be the leader of something. I've always looked at them like, damn, man, that was a bit, that was a bit quick. <laughs> like we needed a leader for a group assignment or something. And somebody, I'll be the leader. I'll be, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> uh, like why well that was just like why are you so adamant to be the uh-huh, leader uh-huh. you know what i mean uh-huh. it's, it's okay if there's a, a you know a democracy like if there's a voting system and some people are like man we really want you to be and you're like all right like i'll i'll do it like i'll i, I get that but for you to just jump up i'll be the leader mm-hmm. there's something to, something to there's something to be person. said about that person yeah and that's that's the only system that we have is uh-huh. people jumping up talking about I'll be the leader mm-hmm. I'll do it so it's like it's a weird system to begin with like I don't fucking know what's going on in these people's minds and yeah I just I don't know I like that that Trump pres- presidency all I saw I just felt like all I saw was just a bunch of bullying a bunch of back and forth a bunch of turmoil and it's just like like that's not like like you know you you be seeing some of those uh you ever see those videos like overseas when they be having, you know, their their congressional meetings or whatever they want to, you know, whatever they call them over there. And they just be throwing hands in those meetings. Oh, yeah. You we've know? talked about this before. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, nigga, like, are we headed there? Are we headed there? Like, I, I think that I think that we take that's, things. That's, a, that's, a, that's not a custom over here. It's not a custom. Yeah. Nah, I mean, but it is, though, which is which is just. It's it's natural. It's it's fighting. Yeah. It's fighting. It's I don't like that you did this thing and I don't have any other way to talk about it. Again, mm-hmm. once you remove conversation, if I don't know how to articulate something, I'm just going to punch you in the face. Like if if I don't know how to do something, I'm there, there are a couple of things I can do. I can cry and curl up in a ball and feel really really bad uh-huh. about the thing happening and not knowing how to fix it, uh-huh. or I'm going to punch you. I'm going to lash out. And I'm going to hurt the person that I think is doing the wrong thing. Uh-huh. Those are the two things that I have, right? Fight or flight. Like, there's nothing else really going on. Right. So for a bunch of people that don't really know, that don't go through the school system and have communications classes just built into the school system that teach people how to debate, how to critically think about stuff, um, how to, I forget what the what the term is called, but it's pretty much... You you want to try to steel man your your opponent's argument as opposed to straw manning it, which is just taking it and putting it on its. You're you're thinning it out, mm-hmm. right, and making it seem like something that is simpler and less, um, or more destructible than it actually is. So you could have a point on something, and I could have a point on something, and if we were 
just friends or I've told people to do this in the dating world as well, where you speak about something and I should now listen to you not say one word. I'm not allowed to cut you off. That is very important to the, to the process. You get done speaking. And then once you get done speaking, it is now my turn to tell you what it is I just learned from you, mm-hmm. what it is I think you said. I have to now put it into my own words before we can continue on with the conversation. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know how to pick pick parts out of people's arguments and out of their discussion and, and question people about their epistemology, which is the way that someone thinks about something, Mm -hmm. why you think you know what you think you know, why you know what it is you think that you know, asking those types of questions. Um, I I, I think, what is it called? Is it, um, it was one of those, uh, it was not Plato, was it, uh, Socrates, Socratic method. Okay. It's the Socratic method of being able to ask people questions because supposedly a lot of what Socrates did was enlighten people simply by asking questions. Like mm-hmm. he wouldn't just tell you things. Mm-hmm. He would he would listen to what it is you're saying. He would see the holes in what it is you're saying. Be like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Let me ask about this. And the more you ask people questions with just curiosity, you're not going at them angrily, but you just ask them questions about th- certain things that they're telling you that they know or they think they know for some reason. And you ask them, oh, where'd you hear that from? Or like. What is the what is the political or ideological uh, sort of objective for those people that you heard this from? Mm-hmm. Or have you thought about this thing? Or what does it mean that you say this and not this thing? Just asking them questions on their points. And sometimes, most of the time, you will hear, oh, you know what? Actually, I haven't really thought about that. Or I didn't actually read this thing. You just start to see these holes in the way that people are. But if you don't, if you don't grow up learning these things, learning these methods, learning these different ways of thinking and asking questions, then yeah, you either go curl up in a ball or you just get really, really angry and, and you and you and you face. punch somebody in the face. And so I think that that's a lot of what's going on. I don't, I don't, I can't see it changing without the first thing changing. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's that's where I see things. Continuing to go is a lot of people being upset and continuing the bullying is that yeah. you, you called it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's really, it's really crazy, but I do believe that empires fall. Mm. Empires fall. I've thought about that. I've, I, and just I, because I, something has been away since you've been a little boy mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has to continue to be that way. We yeah. just, we just, fucking shove pizza in our mouth and donuts and we make podcasts and we laugh and we dance and we do all this shit and we just assume this is just what life is because we were born here. Mm -hmm. But you don't, you don't know when an empire falls. You don't know if you don't know any history, you don't know what it looks like Mm -hmm. or the types of things that happen Mm -hmm. along the way or else you might be looking at today in America and be like, oh shit, we might be going down the wrong road. Mm -hmm. Like some things might be going wrong. Hold on a second. I think we may have seen a couple of these things before. I've often wondered why some country that don't, don't just come over here and just blast us sometimes. <laughs> well, we still, we strong. We yeah. super strong. Yeah. We we have the wildest military. I, my little <laughs> sister made me watch some video and it was just a comparison. It was just a video of comparison mm. of our military in like our fleet. I mean, everything, air, water, drones, technology, everything versus 
how much other places have, and it's it's out it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like we could we could blow the world up a million times. Wow, if we wanted to, like it's just the destruction that could happen if a war were to pop off. And then we were just talking about this, uh, fucking Mikey and I. Because they recently found this dude that was like a Nazi soldier and they were thinking about giving him like a hundred or something years. Mm. Right? But the guy's already like a hundred years old. Oh wow. So it's like, do you do you want to give that guy time? Like, I don't know. He was a Nazi soldier, so maybe you feel like he ought to go to prison, but he's also a hundred year old man. Do you want to put him in prison for the rest of his days? Like it's a weird, it's another one of those weird conundrums, right. weird human conundrums we come across. Sort right. of like the Roe v. Wade thing. Like it's right. like a weird like how far along is it, you, you know, until it's a real baby or a life or is it conception? Like, what is it for you? It's a weird mm. fucking conundrum. It's a weird conversation app. Just whoop his but, ass. But as him and I were talking about that, we were like, they found a dude that was a Nazi soldier. Wait a minute. Oh, World War II was not that long ago. Nah. <laughs> That nigga's living. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. He was in the fucking camps, locking people up, beating them up, throwing them, burning them. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. Oh, anything can happen. We can, like, like the fact that we won't see a war happen, that is, that's crazy. Yeah. We could very well see a war happen. Yeah. Why, like, why, why not? Again, people feel like slavery just ended, wars just ended, mm-hmm. like a lot of shit just happened. Mm-hmm. In the in the whole expanse of time and space, this shit just happened. Yeah. Some yeah. shit can just happen next year. Yeah. Or two years from now, five years from now. We just we in a pandemic. Yeah. That just happened. That's gonna be in the history books. For sure. And who knows where this goes and how that continues to, you know, affect the the future years, but yeah, this shit is crazy. Like be, people have to understand, and this just goes back to my whole point of counting your blessings. None of this shit is just for. It, it, it's not just granted. Yeah. It, it, like it's, it's it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. We are not promised these awesome lives that we live. This shit can just come to an end. It, yeah. It's really, really, it's really fascinating understanding not just how vulnerable and fragile we are, like our but like our bodies, our bodies. This shit can be broken up. Easily. Mm-hmm. This can easily be broken up. I just saw a little girl jumping around the other day someplace she shouldn't have been jumping around. Parents wasn't watching her. And she fucking was jumping up on shit, jumping up on couches and shit like that, and fell off and fucking almost broke her wrist on the ground. Ouch. Yep, just landed right on her wrist. It's like she's five, six years old. She could have, didn't, but could have just broken, broken her wrist. Right. Just at a moment of just hopping around, having like you're having the time of your life, and then your wrist is broken, and you're dealing with the most pain you've ever dealt with on the planet. Yeah. Right. That on is on the planet. I always laugh when people say on the planet. Like, <laughs> okay, nigga, we get it. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, it's just it. it the, the, within the amount of time you've been alive, this has been the most amount of pain you've ever dealt with, is what I'm saying. And so you went from heaven to hell mm-hmm. in one second's time, mm-hmm. less than a second time. And what I'm saying is that is just a microcosm of life. Like you can just be, t- shit comes at you fast. You said that to me earlier. Like life comes at you fast. Sometimes shit is just fantastic until it's not. Yep. 
and it, you know and it, and you know for optimism's sake things can also be terrible and get really really good as True. well they can have, swing that have wisdom. a little bit a little bit of that optimism no i mean i do especially more so for myself the mm. thing is i know me and i know what i can do so i know that in my life so that's the thing i speak a lot about my experience so that's why i sound optimistic well, shit, because feel, that's pretty much what i was saying yeah because i mm-hmm. think about how I conduct myself yeah. and who my friends are, who I like to have around, the things I like to do. So in that sense, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about what it is I can do for myself and how I feel and yeah. all that sort of stuff. What it sort was, of uh, civilian I am. I was I was watching a video the other day on Twitter. Um, a guy referred to this kind of, it's called the law of proximity. Okay. Just how your surroundings, the people you're around, the environment that you're in, truly affects you whether you even realize it or not you know what i'm saying oh yeah bro i i definitely feel that i feel like if you're if you're somewhere sunny why do you think florida's crazy because it's, it's, it's always hot because bro i went down to florida in the second the first night i truly stayed there i stole a car allegedly 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 had sex with a married woman allegedly, allegedly. and then stole her car allegedly allegedly Whilst drunk driving down the road, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly. But I've never even been to Florida, so I don't even know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, like, you know, I've never even been there. I actually, thinking, I mean, I this was a dream that thing. I had. But, but 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 either way, though, I was thinking the same thing. This is this is the thing, though. Like it it can happen like that. California, like people just, yeah, regions they just change people. Yep. Yeah, they just, they just, I mean, but that ought to be the place. Again, we can't just act like we're not as impressionable as we are. We, yeah. we are. Of course. We are. Everybody. So, yeah, that, that's the that's the way it goes. Yes, yes, this weird shit. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, man, it just, it makes you, it makes you such a different person. Yeah. Just, but, just, I mean, just you know. Growing up in different climates. It's so yeah. crazy. Because I, I be seeing people all the time and I, I ask myself, I'm like, like I just I I often wonder what people's childhoods were like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How did you get this way? Like, did you just did you just you know you you turned 18 one day and you was like nah you know this this cushy shit ain't for me. I'm I'm gonna be in the streets. Yeah, actually, you know? in this book, talking to strangers, Malcolm Gladwell talked about he was he was going through the history of like maybe some Nordic people or something like that. But he was he it started with a story of some people in like the Kentucky area, I believe up in these high mountains and they're just, I mean, it may have been like wild, wild west sort of days, like those years, but there were just these huge parties that were just killing each other in the streets. And it was just like these like huge families, like these huge groups that were just killing each other senselessly. And it all kind of started from like a gambling match. Like somebody shorted someone on some money or did something shady in a game of cards or something like that. And someone got killed at that card game. Mm. And then from that moment on. I used to be back in the day. And from that moment on, it was just killings going on in the streets because and then more people got killed. So then more people were out for revenge and more people got killed. And it was just a thing. It was just this is what we out here doing. But he started talking about the the lineage of these people and where they came from. And they came from these places where they were, you know, hoarding sheep and shit like that out in the mountains in the Netherlands or wherever the fuck they came from. And when you saw other people come around you, you had to, you had to fight a lot of the time, but you had to be ready because 
all it would take is either them taking your your cattle or killing your cattle, which is then depleting your money. Right. Right. So you had to be aware of these things because there were wars like that. That's how you get at people is their money. Right. So I'm going to take this feuds. You, you, exactly. Feuds over resources. That's all human beings have ever been doing. Right. It's all just been feuds over resources and that they just come from this place where this is the case. So you can just make a case that a lot of this nature has been built into the blood of these people. Mm -hmm. And it's it, so it's just very, very weird. Like, you don't know just how much of you has been there and has been built throughout all the years and all the just the centuries that your blood has been on the planet, yeah. on the planet. Right. Just coursing throughout all of your ancestors and uh -huh. all the things that they've been through. It's all the learned activity that's been baked into your DNA. That's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. That's fucking weird. And a lot of it just simply had to do with where they were placed geographically. Yep. That's just that's just weird shit. So yep. we have no fucking idea what's Different going environments. On. Or what no, what do they say? Product of your environment. Product of your environment. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I just like the whole planet thing. Like I just, you know, like when I'm watching like sports shit, I just always get a laugh out of one that the best player on the entire planet. And I'm just like, all right, nigga, relax, relax. Like, I mean, but, but that means something, though. When you are the best in the planet, you don't that know means that. something. You don't know that. Might be a nigga out here that we don't know about. If you want to say the best player in the league, that's more precise. Do you think, pick a sport. Pick, pick a sport. Any sport that you like, that you know of, that you heard. Golf. Do you think that there is a golf player on the planet that is better? And I mean pound for pound better because I don't mean can hit a bar very far. I don't mean has a really good technique, like a really good swing. I mean, could compete at the highest level that, that, that just we don't know about. The reason I ask these questions about like basketball, football, because there's certain in order to do some of these things, you have to compete at extremely high levels in order to compete at extremely high levels. Like you can't really just be at your house or amongst your friends doing it. You have to compete. So the, the I guess the question would be, why are they getting lost in the ether? Like, why are they not being found if they are actually competing and they're the best that's ever lived? Like, why are they being passed up on? I don't know. But it, don't, but but what you're saying, have, but what you're saying I, is there could be. Yeah, I'm saying like there could, could be. there could be someone out there that just like just kill I mean, kill LeBron. I'm killing. I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm clearly over exaggerating. I just I think it's it's purely funny when 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 they you say that when on, they just, the on the planet, right? Like just it's fact in the in the skies in the ocean, yeah. no matter where you go. Yeah, like why not why not just say universe, nigga? Just say universe. <laughs> Best player in the universe. Well, like, well, no, that's a little. Well, that's funny. really. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean that you're right because it, we're using these words to be exaggerated. Yeah, you know what I mean because clearly. We don't know if niggas play basketball in a, like somewhere <laughs> else in the universe. Like I don't, I don't know. There could be somewhere out there mm -hmm. where some niggas play basketball, some aliens out there playing basketball. But I definitely think it's possible for someone 
And now I'm not saying that this person would particularly be better than LeBron James, mm-hmm. but I think there's probably some people out here that just they really aren't getting the exposure. Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I, 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 yes. Some underprivileged kids in the hood, maybe not kids, but you know, <laughs> some under underprivileged people in in places that don't have a lot of resources, but all they got is is a milk crate that they be hitting threes in like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's very true. They out here. That's very true. I got it. I got it. I don't think that there's anything else necessarily that I that I have to get on to today. <laughs> I I do not think. Is there anything that you feel like we we've left out? We've been negligent towards um, that, we, that we need to not, talk about. Not necessarily, but I will say that um, me and the lady were were were, were talking about re- not retiring South Florida, but we're definitely like I don't know. I think we're just getting a little older. We want to start doing some different things. Uh, we're, you know, we've been talking about some international travel. As I was, you know, talking about earlier, I don't know if that was on the pod or it was, not. It was off the pod. Um, but yeah, we're talking about some international travel, and we've been looking up places that are, you know, that I've, I've really been. We've been looking at places that like nigga friendly. Yeah, nigga friendly. That That's so funny. You, yo, you're actually okay. For sure, man. Yeah, okay. For sure. Because a lot of places aren't. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to put myself at, at Hell's Gate. Just, yeah. You know, waiting. <laughs> just pop up thing. You're about to have a good time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Indulge in the um, culture. But one of the spots we were looking at is Iceland. Okay. Um, it's a place, obviously, you know, there's no not a lot of black people there. But um, it is a place where people do learn um, English as a second language, mm-hmm. like throughout school. So there's a lot of English speaking people there. There's a lot of, Eng- uh, as far as you know, I know, there's a lot of signs and whatnot that are in English. Um, black culture is non-existent though. Like you go over there, you will not see anything about amigos or, you know what I'm saying? It's just not a, it's not a thing. <laughs> anything you know, about amigos. Yeah, like black culture is non-existent there. But we are interested in trying to go some places that aren't just like these tropical beaches. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You want to go out here, see some real glaciers, some really cool mountains, Blue Lagoon, uh, Northern Lights. All that cool stuff. Mm. So we're trying to put something together uh, together to to make that happen. Very nice. Um, I'll keep you updated. Very very nice. That yeah. sounds really cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely do that. All right, I think we're out of here for the day, people. This has been episode one thirty three. Thank you very very much for coming in and listening, spending some time with us. As always, we do not get tired of your presence here, and we do not ever lack appreciation for you. For certain. Thank you so much. Peace, everybody. Peace. Oh, wait. Do I have any last words? Wait, my last words for the people. I'm back. Hey, hold on a second. Y'all thought y'all lost me. Ah. I, I just thought you were skipping over y'all it. Thought I just... I, nah, nigga. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> what was your last word? You uh, Iceland, the glaciers. Nope. Uh, my last that. words are shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. And always advice. make sure that your batteries are charged. (laughs) (laughs) Now, those are my last words. Love you guys. Peace, everybody.